Good evening and welcome to tonight's show from DJN TV, Disc Jockey News TV. Tonight's show is brought to you by Electra Voice, DJ Event Planner, DJ Trivia, Odyssey Innovative Designs and Cases, NLFX Professional, Promo Only, and the DJ and TV Insiders. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DJ Spotlight here on Disc Jockey News TV. Jay, thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I would love to hear a bit about the early beginnings of you getting into the DJ scene up until just kind of like how it brought you to where you are today. Okay, awesome. So back in, I would say about 2010, um, I was taken to Baltimore to Bourbon Street. Um, so of course, that's where the rave scene is. It's more underground. Um, they do fall massive and things like that. Um, while I was there, I got to see Flux Pavilion. Um, and it blew my mind. Uh, I actually got to like sit on stage. It was really intimate. Like everything was like super in depth. Everybody was really nice. Like I had like a unicorn, like Viking cane, like walking around that glue. It was like my first show ever. Um, but that was, that was like one of the first or second times I ever heard bass music per se. Like I was into like the Calvin Harris, Akon, like sexy bitch, all that stuff, you know, when that stuff came out. So I was like, okay, what is this like more upbeat stuff that's coming out? And then I went to the rave and I was like, nice. So my dad used to be a DJ in the eighties. Um, him and his best friend were a duo. Uh, so I've always been into music. My first memory ever is Anthony Kiedis like running down the street in the give it away video. And ever since then, like I've liked every genre of music. I've been really into playing in different instruments. Um, I have an ear for music. So if I hear a certain beat or a certain type, like I can pick up something and kind of tune to it and like try and teach myself how to play. I have a little bit of a higher IQ, so I can pretty much teach myself how to do anything. So once I saw the DJ experience and went to the club and kind of got that vibe, I was like, okay, well, maybe I don't want to play an instrument. Maybe I want to try DJing. And my mom's super supportive. So for my 22nd birthday, she got me my first like mixer, turntable. Um, it was a Newmark Mixtrack Pro. Um, I had virtual DJ, like super basic stuff. Um, I played in my bedroom for four or five years because I have super social anxiety. Like I'm extreme extrovert when it comes to like making friends and mingling and talking. Like that's what I do for work. But when it comes to stuff that involves me, <laughs> I get extremely shy uh, and like awkward. So I was like, eh, I don't want to play out. I don't want to play out. Um, so eventually I started making mixes and just like for myself and I would have friends over and they would hear me play and they would be like, no, you have to play. Like you have to send somebody one of your mixes. So um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Ross Bass Dread. Um, so I went to see him and I saw him at, I want to say Paradox. Um, and I, he just plays like this different style of what he calls sauce. It's like this hip hoppy, like, but Led Zeppelin makes like trippy stuff. And I was like, I want to be able to DJ mixed genre. So like mixing, like not necessarily top forties, but like 
heavier beat bass, trap. Um, I like doing sometimes even like some more old school, like hip hop um, with like, I try to call it like a trap house mix. I mix, mix house and trap together um, and flow them into one set. So it's more like an increase of bass, like upbeat and speedy, or I keep like the low tempo in the beginning and like feed it over. Um, so just like I think the different genres of music and then me actually getting the mixer and getting confident in mixing in itself was actually what got me to um, go perform. So the funny thing about Bass Red being my influence DJing is he's the first person to ever book me to DJ to play in the rave scene. Um, so he booked me to play in Baltimore um, at this place called The Depot. Uh, I played a full hour drum and bass set. Um, that was what I first started playing was drum and bass in Jungle. Um, got like standing ovation went really great like I literally almost didn't play I was so nervous I didn't even want to go um but everything went great uh as I was playing there uh I had a guy come up to me in the parking lot after my set and offered me my first festival festival gig um which was called birthday which they throw in Pennsylvania um and that was Eric Black um so from there I just uh just kind of put myself out there on Facebook that I was DJing. Um, I used to promote for Badass Raves. Um, so like Jaleel, Khan, Chad Bozzarelli, they both have been like super good influencing me, like helping me know where to find gigs, et cetera. Um, so, you know, people started reaching out to me. I started like, I made a DJ Facebook page um, and started like networking a little bit because that's one of my stronger points. I'm really good at mingling and things like that. Um, so I got my first like show outside of the rave, which was for um, the 420 initiative, like the I-71. So like the pop-up events. Um, and I went to play, they said like top 40s only, blah, 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 blah. But I'm kind of a daredevil. <laughs> so I played top 40s for like an hour. And then I started mixing like Jungle In because it's similar to reggae. And they loved it. So they booked me for every Sunday. So I had my, my first gig ever. Like, I got booked for a residency. So I played every week, six-hour set, um, all ages, uh, all types of music. Like, going from me play, playing top 40s to me playing literally anything I wanted. I introduced them to EDM. So it went from, like, just basic hip-hop or just basic reggae to drum and bass and jungle and trap and all these things and more EDM DJs ended up coming and that's where I started and now I'm playing uh local events I do weddings I do birthday parties my friend just asked me to DJ her kid's first birthday party yesterday so it's like I'm just DJing everywhere all the time but I love it <laughs> I love that and by the ways uh you have the coolest mom like she yes my like, mom is the coolest mom yeah she's like, yeah. like bought me my first guitar first mixer first everything oh, i love i love that encouragement i hope yes. that people that are listening right now because like a lot of us are also parents like i hope we're that kind of parent to our children and our yes. friends just that like that support of encouragement of saying like yeah you want to try it try it out maybe it'll stick maybe it won't but you won't know if you don't try it exactly yeah I know that you are really passionate about creating diversity in the industry can you tell us how you're doing that at the moment um so I never really thought about it in perspective just because I'm so neutral um, and fluid with like the way I dress and you know my friends are diverse in race and things like that my friend was like you know there isn't really any other black girl that DJs EDM 
she's like, they were like, well, at least not around here. And I was like, I never thought about it that way. They're like, yeah, they were like, you're kind of creating like your own entity in the scene because I mean, it's already, you know, powerful male run, you know, girls only get booked if they're pretty, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, there's a lot of really, really good girl DJs that are really sticking it to them. Like, uh, Kat Neversoft is from here. Um, and she's soaring through the drum and bass scene right now. DJ Confetti, she's here. She was one of my influences for the tech house and things like that. Um, and then, you know, I'm coming up and I've only been in it maybe, it'll be two years in August that I've been playing out. Um, but just like being like that, girl of color, um, you know, that's different, that's alternative, you know, when I was younger, because I was alternative and black, I didn't feel like as black within myself, but now I'm realizing I'm extremely proud to be, proud to be black and different, so just letting people knowing that, like, they could be different, they can be whatever color they want, they can DJ, trap, I listen to Marilyn Manson, like, you can do whatever you want to do, and, like, be the person that creates the standard instead of following one, um, just, like, showing men that, like, we're girls, but we can do it too. And we can play any genre you can play and it's still going to be the same result, you know, or better, you know, whatever, or better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I had this conversation. Um, I was at a music festival over the weekend, like in a completely different uh, genre of music. And uh, like a few of the people I was talking to, we were talking about how a lot of the women in the scene end up, been so much better because um well one things aren't really given to us like right really like the women that i know seem to work so much harder mm -hmm. and they also don't just drop money like a few grand on equipment just for fun right i find men spend a lot of money on like cars and xboxes and like right. computer games and it's like you're not making a career out of that if girl's gonna drop a bunch of money on something like chances it's are, gonna be an investment yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes um on that note uh you actually mentioned a little bit earlier about uh being an introvert um, yes. I know so many people in the industry that are introverts and like they're, and you also mentioned like you're actually good at like striking up conversations, uh, which is always so interesting, right? Yes. Um, I know my husband, he feels like he kind of has to recharge his batteries after the end of the weekend when he comes out with me. Yes. Um, so how would you, how do you think being in the music industry has had an impact on that? Um, I know just being in the, being in the scene, I guess you would say DJing and the other perspective, like all my outside of the rave scene stuff, club stuff is extremely like chill. It's laid back. Like I go in there with anxiety, but that's just me. I'm an anxious person. It's just a part of my personality and who I am, but just like that nerve wracking feeling of the other DJs are here and they're going to be watching me and they're going to hear every transition I miss. Or if I didn't beat match that song, like just that, um, I guess insecurity going into the gig, not feeling as confident within myself as I know I should be. So it makes me become less confident in like every quality of myself. Instead of me just being like, Oh, I'm nervous. I'll be fine. When I get there every time I DJ, it's like me having to come out of the shell over and over and over again. And it's like, you know, 
almost two years in, when is it going to be like, man, am I not going to ever be nervous for a gig? Am I ever going to be 100% comfortable like bringing my USB? Because I didn't start on CDJs. I started with a controller. And all everybody's like, oh, if you don't DJ on CDJs and you're not a real DJ, blah, 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 blah. Which I feel is ridiculous because it's like, now I can play on any type of equipment that I want. But at the same time, if a DJ is playing on vinyl and they're train wrecking every transition, I'd rather somebody bring their laptop and play on a controller and do a good job. So it's like just getting out of my head and becoming like confident within myself and being confident within my qualities. Um, It's really hard just like because of the fact that I was in the scene for so long, I've really invested like my time and, you know, money and just like trying to create the scene and make it better for the people who were coming up after me. Um, So feeling like not all the support, I feel like also makes it hard for me to feel, you know, not not necessarily not accepted, but uh, not as confident as I should, which also brings out those qualities as well. Um, but I feel like the more support that I get from home, uh, my best friends come to all my shows, you know, creating like rituals, writing more, um, just being like more open about the insecurities that I do have. It makes me be able to handle it better uh, now that I've been doing it a little bit longer. I love that even though you feel that anxiety, even though you know it's probably going to be like that for a while. Right. You'll put yourself out there and that's what's going to build confidence over time like you still push yourself to do it and I have so much respect for that Uh, I appreciate that a lot of people let their fear hold them back and I think it's important to have a dream that is bigger than your fear right yes so I love that you keep going for it and I I know some artists struggle with this too not always feeling like they have a lot of support from home and the more I mean like building a fan base is awesome but a lot of the times, especially if we become more and more successful, we might find that the other artists that have been around for longer than us don't always appreciate it. Because exactly. the thing is, a lot of upcoming DJs are more open to learning and growing and trying new things out where somebody that is newer, if they don't want to change they can just not support you and that can really feed into somebody's insecurities. So I like that you have a support group and I think it's just important for people to note that it, I mean, I've talked to a lot of big name artists that play maybe twice in their own city and were everywhere else, you know, around the world. So it's okay for those of y'all that are watching this interview. It's okay. (laughs) Like, People don't adore you in your city. Like keep, just keep going for your dreams. Um, with that being said though, you've played well over hundred shows and you've only been playing out uh, to crowds for a couple of years now. Uh, what does the process look like for you in curating these DJ sets and mixtapes? Cause obviously what you are doing is working. Um, so essentially every day that I wake up, um, I invest an hour into DJ time. Um, I go to work, um, but before like 10 a.m., I get on my DJ page, I send out invites, I network to different companies I haven't talked to before. Um, you know, Facebook with other DJs. Um, usually during the week, I share other DJs' pages, try to get a flow and algorithm through the community in general, because I feel like there isn't enough support because everybody's trying to, like, compete. I don't want to compete with anyone. 
I'm going to play what I play. You're going to play what you play. I'm going to get booked for what I get booked for and vice versa for you. Um, so as far as like us being in like this constant competition, I'm not about it. I'd rather all of us work together um, and just like communicate. So I do that as well. Um, communicate with DJs out of state, uh, promo companies out of state. Um, I've gotten a pretty decent following down in Charlotte, North Carolina. I played Surge there. Um, I've been playing in West Virginia. I've been playing in Virginia, here in Maryland. Um, and just like keeping that, that region. Uh, so my goal was to get to 3,000 likes on my DJ page, which I just did. Um, so I wanted to do it before the end of the month. Um, and just like creating like that East Coast flow like so my facebook page is like an algorithm i post about like positive things i like being like around like-minded people so like i like to create like that same type of flow when i'm doing music so just like making sure that people know that like i'm serious about what i'm doing um i download music every week if i'm playing a set i'm not playing the same set twice there's no pre-record there's no sync button like everything is like off the top i might know what genre i'm going to play but as far as like hand picking the songs i have maybe a hundred <laughs> and i'm fanning through and i'm reading the crowd and like that's what you're going to get i just think it's really, really important if you want to get booked to remember that you have to keep things fresh. You can never be like, oh, I'm getting booked every week. Let me stop hitting people up. Because once there's, what if that company stops throwing events? Then those gigs are gone. What if you lose that person's number? Then those gigs are gone. It's like there should always be new people. So that's how I feel like I've been getting booked so much. And that's how I feel like I'll continue to get booked more. You have just started and you've already figured this out. Like you're, you're like, I wake up first thing in the morning and do this every day for an hour. Like, girl, I just started doing <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> and I now have a kid and no free time. So you're amazing. I love <laughs> that you're setting goals too. Yes. Like even, even if it sounds like silly to other people, um, yeah, goal setting. If you know what you're aiming for, oh my God. Oh my God. I am so glad we connected. This is so fun. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so on that note, even though like the more we talk, the more I'm like, man, she's doing a lot, but she's still young, ain't she? Um, what is a piece of advice you'd give your younger self? Um, younger self, just don't listen to anyone. And if they seem like they're hating or whatever or being negative, just turn the negativity into a positive. I'm still learning that now. Just like go with the flow. If you feel like you're good at something, do it. If you aren't good at it when you start, you will be. I mean, I get booked all the time. I practice every day. After work, I come home and I DJ for an hour every day, whether it be on Facebook Live or by myself. I make at least two mixes a month. Just like making sure to tell my old self like, you were good when you thought you were good and, you know, just make sure that you understand that like, as long as you feel confident in yourself, that it doesn't really matter what the outside world is telling you. Like, just like stay focused on what you're doing and like be confident in what you like to listen to, what you want to hear and keep going with the flow, I guess. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay. Well, to end off this wonderful interview, uh, what are some exciting things coming up that you think people should know about? Mixes, events, tune releases, all that good stuff. Um, so for the past like week, I've been trying to release my new house mix, but I keep getting sick and stuff, and my guinea pig died. 
So it's been a rough week, but I do have a new house mix coming out. It's nasty. I will say for myself, I really put my foot in that one. I call it summer swing. Um, it's going to be out on SoundCloud soon. Um, this Saturday, I'm doing Thunderground Festival. It's hip-hop based. So they're going to have Paul Wall and Project Pat. I don't know if you guys were into any of them when you were younger, but Project Pat <laughs> and Paul were kind of big for me. So I'm super excited about that. Um, big Dub Festival is here in Maryland, or excuse me, in Pennsylvania. It's one of the biggest festivals on the East Coast, and it's 10-year anniversary. I'm playing two sets there. Um, I'm most excited about that for sure. Um, and just a bunch of little things. My birthday's next week. I got a birthday gig coming up. So it's going to be all kinds of Ophian all over the summer. I love it. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me today for this interview. I really appreciate it. For the rest of you all that are tuned into this episode of the DJ Spotlight, what did she say that really stood out to you? Let us know in the comments below some insight that she gave and how you're going to apply it to your DJ life today. And, and there's one other thing. Oh, yeah. Don't let no one kill your vibe. <laughs>